Okay, well, my name is Bill Gresham, and this evening I'm talking about Carina, which, as you can see, is the Citizens Own Renewable Energy Network Australia. I've been a member of both Sea uh, Change and Carina, a foundation member of, of both of those, and I remember the heady days that Dave was referring to when we uh, did our first few uh, uh, bulk buys with um, Vanessa Morris. And uh, I ran the, the newsletter for two years, I think. Now, briefly, um, this is the order of service for tonight. What is Carina? How it began? How it works? Who is eligible for a loan? And we're going to look at two examples and then look at the future for Carina, how we can help Carina. And I've got questions, but feel free to butt in any, any time with a question or a comment. And exam. There will be an exam, so pay attention. Now, Carina is a small non-profit organisation, relies on donations to provide interest-free loans to other non-profit community groups for solar and energy-efficient projects. Its Carina is run entirely by volunteers. Uh, it relies on free social media and people-to-people -people contacts for its uh, publicity. And the aim of Carina is to empower everybody to do something tangible to tackle the climate emergency. Now, in the, you're talking about helping the disadvantage. That happens, but the primary objective is the climate change one. So um, uh, I'm going to give some more details on how it works, but first we'll look at how and where it all began. Now that's South Australia, uh, Adelaide and Port Augusta. Now um, is anyone here from AYCC? Not a single one, we're all too old are we? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, AYCC is um, Australian Youth Climate Coalition and in, 19, in 2012 they organised a people's walk from Port Augusta to Adelaide, and the purpose of that walk was to replace the old coal-fired power station at Port Augusta with a new solar thermal one with storage. Now, about 80 people uh, took part in the walk. There they are leaving Port Augusta, and there they are arriving in Adelaide. Somewhat worse for wear. It uh, is about 325k, and it took us about two weeks. Now that's what they were aiming for, and it looks like that's what they're going to get. Most of the contracts have been signed, and it looks like Port Augusta is going to get their solar thermal power plant with storage, the storage being with heat. But I digress. Back onto the subject. One of the walkers on the Port Augusta to Adelaide walk was Margaret Hender. That's her there, and that's her there. Um, over the two weeks of the walk, of walking and talking, she developed the Carina concept. And more importantly, after the walk, when she got home, she actually sat down and did it. Implemented it, got a group of people together, set up a website, and away they went. Now, the reason I'm telling you this bit of background about this is that um, if you've got a good idea, 
don't just sit on it. And also it's part of the Karina folklore. Now, I've got a note down here about BZE. Is anyone here from BZE? Nobody again. BZE is beyond zero emissions. And they produced in 2010 a statutory energy plan for Australia which set out to show how you could get Australia 100% renewable powered in 10 years uh, and it would cost people $8 a week, sorry, households $8 a week to get there. Now, Margaret tells the story of how she was discussing this with a friend and the friend said, oh yeah, that's good, but where do I send my $8 a week? And so Margaret was contemplating this question. She felt rather challenged by it. And she was contemplating this question when she set off on the walk. And this is what she came up with. This is the uh, a diagram of the Carina funding model. The blob in the middle is the fund, the pool, and donations come in from the top here. And then they're drawn out by the projects. The projects take out uh, money to do their uh, a loan, an interest-free loan, and then the money dribbles back into the fund. Uh, the key point, the donated money is never used up. Um, at any point, most of the funds are tied up in solar projects, but as the solar projects pay for themselves in around five years, the funds return to the revolving pool and can be used again and again to achieve yet more reductions in emissions. So you can see that the donations trickle in and it, uh, it keeps on building up. And you might notice there's no plug at the bottom. None of the money is siphoned off. All the money that is donated for projects gets used for projects. Was there any financial modelling done on how much money you've got to how much you could give out to how much is coming in? Or yes. is it just money coming in, let's just run with it? No, I've got, a, I've got that. Okay. I'll answer your question. In the next slide. <laughs> now, um, there's been $177,000 in donations. It provided interest-free loans to non-profits for 23, actually it's now 24, solar and energy efficient projects. 133,000 in loan repayments has come back into the fund and they're reused. So if you add 177 and 133, you get 310,000. So $310,000 worth of projects um, have been or are being funded. Does that answer the question? Yes. Um, that avoids 496 megawatt hours of uh, electricity and uh, reduces carbon emissions by 446 uh, tonnes. Where is I this happening now? Where? Two slides. Two slides. <laughs> <laughs> Two slides ahead. All over Australia. All right. Okay, next slide then. This is a graphic which shows the percentage uh, repayments for each project. You can see uh, project one, the earliest project, is 100% repaid. 
and uh, there's a, sort of a general tapering up here to the last project, which obviously uh, is just new, so they've only repaid a little bit. Now, the loan repayment schedule can be varied to suit the borrower. Uh, mostly, a calculation is made as to how much they're going to save, and that's roughly uh, the starting point for negotiations about the repayment. Uh, some people like to repay more and some a little bit less. <coughs> if they repay a little bit less, that means that they're receiving at least a small financial advantage right from the beginning. And when the whole lot is paid back, of course, then they, it's all theirs and they get all the cream. Now, so far, there's been no defaults. Nobody's defaulted on a loan. There have been an occasional late payment, uh, a late repayment, but uh, it's neither here nor there. But it's quite amazing. I think we have to brace for it. Brace ourselves for the fact that one day somebody will uh, go to pieces. But uh, so far, touch wood, it hasn't happened yet. Now, in answer to the question about where, uh, it's all over Australia. There are quite a lot. It's sort of, there was a bit of a, you know, obviously a great concentration here. We've got uh, I think <coughs> two in Queensland, we've got two in uh, West Australia. The own, we've got some in Tassie, but Tassie dropped off there. <laughs> Sorry, Tassie. It tends to do that, doesn't it? <laughs> the only territory with none so far is the Northern Territory. So if anyone can uh, find us a project in the Northern Territory, please do so. Um, you, this is actually just a screenshot of the Carino website. So if you look down there, there's a list of all the projects, and if you click on each project, you'll find a lot of details about uh, how many solar panels, who installed them, you know, the lot. There's an incredible lot of detail there. So, uh, yeah, look out for a Northern Territory project, everybody. Now, who is eligible for a Carina loan? Now, see the lovely expression of interest form. And I use the word lovely because this form is the guts of the whole thing. It's, uh, it describes who is eligible, and then as you, if you get to the end of who is eligible, you know whether you are or not, after reading six lines, then you proceed to fill in the nuts and bolts bit about how much electricity you use, um, when you use it, all that sort of stuff. And by the time you finish filling that form out, it's only about four pages, I think, and it might require a little bit of help from your friendly electrician. Um, that's given Karina enough information to make a judgment about your application. Now, that expression of interest form can be found on the website. So if you know of an organisation and you want to tell them about Karina, the very best thing to do, apart from just giving them the website for them to browse, is to give them a copy of that form. It's the whole box and dice in one form. Okay, the form starts with the eligibility criteria, so we will too. So, the broad selection criteria for receiving a community quick wind project loan are, by the way, Karina uses the term quick wind project to refer to a small project. 
I'm not sure why, but it sounds a bit sexier, I think. Uh, you have to be a non-profit organisation providing some sort of service to the community. That's where that bit... Sorry, I'm just pointed people. That's where that comes in about uh, helping people. Uh, you own or have predictable long-term use of your buildings. Some of the people who have got Carita loans do rent buildings. And in, you know, they have a, a decent sort of lease and they have to get the permission of the person who owns the building. It's usually not a problem. Because when they leave, guess who gets the panels? Your roof must be suitable for solar PV, light water. You use significant amounts of electricity during the daylight hours. And that's quite important because the better your uh, load profile matches your solar production profile, the quicker is your uh, payback. You use, uh, that you are willing to help promote, uh, help local promotion for your community solar project. Now that is, it gets back to Dave's point again about uh, good projects which help people. They tend to be the ones which attract uh, donations and uh, having made the donation, you're not only helping the local project which you like, but your money stays in the fund and helps other projects that you would otherwise be unable to afford a solar project. So... When, when you say unable to afford, can you unpack that a little, please? Is that you can't raise enough funds <coughs> to be able to do the project or you've got to bring the paybacks down within uh, a certain time, maybe within your lease, and an interest-free loan will do that, whereas an interest-bearing loan will not? Yes. Um, if by having no interest payments makes a difference between whether you get the project or not, if it can make the difference, then wow, you're in. But it, How does Corinna assess that? Um, just on the, on the word of the, the applicant. It's fairly, uh, no, no. It's fairly self, uh, uh, you know, people make all these judgments themselves. In fact, they're all uh, flexible to a certain extent. I suppose the one about the... I mean, if you had a lease for five years, it was going to get uh, five years to get your money back, then that would probably be a bit borderline. But if they really wanted the project, uh, they might feel that they can get an extension to their lease. You know, Karina can live with a little bit of uncertainty. Bill, perhaps you might like to just also comment about how in the ACT we had to accept longer paybacks because electricity prices are low. Yes, uh, I'll get to that too. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got that solar project, but you did mention energy efficiency, so yes. it could be things like LED lights. Yes, there have been a f actually a few of the projects, I think all of the projects have had solar, but some of them have energy efficiency as well. Uh, but it could be just energy efficiency. It could be, um, you know, your, your LED lights, you're sealing up your things, you're insulating your walls. It could be that sort of stuff too. Now, uh, next one, Ben. Now, donations to Korea are tax exempt. And because of the tax exemption status, Karina can't lend to these categories of people, or sorry, of these entities. We can't lend for to for-profit businesses, to any government bodies at any level, 
to individuals or overseas entities. Now, um, there is a little group within Carina, which Ben's going to talk about or mention, that do in fact lend to uh, lend overseas. But that's not officially Carina. And uh, when you give to Carina, it can only be used on projects within Australia's boundaries. Bill, I've got a quick question. Once somebody wins the Corina grant, yes. who organises the actual logistics? Does Corina manage the project for them or is it up to them to organise the installer, the designer, whatever um, is involved? Now, it, this is fairly flexible. Fairly flexible. Corina do have a team of technical people in Adelaide which assess the applications and they can do most of it from Adelaide. But if they have people on the ground, um, in the case of Canberra, they had Ben and myself, and we had a project with uh, Pegasus in Holt. And basically, Ben and I did all the liaison with them. And we said to them, now we can do help you with as much or as little as you want. And they said, please do the lot. <laughs> so we went out and got the quotes and uh, we, we did the lot, virtually. Um, now, exam time. Would this project be eligible for a Karina loan? Okay, you're all, you're all Karina assessors, yes or no? no. Well, what would they be wanting to do? What, are they, what is it? <laughs> well, that's a very debatable question, what is it? This, this is a lovely old guy I met at uh, Lightning Ridge, just south of the Queensland border in New South Wales. You're probably familiar with Lightning Ridge, where they say, here everybody is feral. <laughs> Anyone from Lightning Ridge? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was pretty feral. He invited me in for a cup of tea, and he had the jug here, and he had copper wires hanging down from the roof, and he, he, he hooked up some wires with a pair of pliers, and it took a fair while, it wasn't going very fast, so he reached out and he pulled some more down, <laughs> and he hooked them up. This is DC straight into the jug, and I said, by the way, have you got an inverter between these and, and us? He said, yeah, he said, I did have one, but it blew up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, um, he's not eligible because it's uh, for an individual's. Yeah. Question two. Okay, is this one eligible for a Karina loan? Not in Australia. Doesn't look like Australia. <laughs> no, it's not Australia. Yeah. Now we'll go to two example projects. Uh, one is Talgeen, is that right? Talgeen yep. Disability Services in Bega. And the second one is Pegasus uh, Riding School, Riding for the Disabled in Canberra. Now, I thought uh, <coughs> Peter Gordon might be here tonight. No, he's not. No. Uh, that's a picture of him. Now, um, this was Karina's first project. Uh, Talgeen, Talgeen borrowed $12,000 from Karina in November 2013. Remember the walk was 2012. Well, uh, by 2013, Margaret was up in business. And they put six kilowatts of solar. They've now fully repaid their loan, and they've since added another three kilowatt without a Karina loan. Now, this guy here is Pete Gorton. And he uh, 
was also on that walk from Port Augusta to Adelaide and he and Margaret spent quite a bit of time talking on the walk uh, and I think Pete helped quite a lot to develop the idea and then at the time uh, Pete was the CEO of the Talgeen uh, Disability Outfit down in Are Anyone familiar with that outfit? They're brilliant. They've um, got all sorts of things including a business arm where they, they actually pack cheese for bigger cheese and uh, for money. Uh, it, it's absolutely wonderful. They do all sorts of marvellous things. So Pete put up his hand and said, okay, we'll have, we'll go for the first loan. And that is very good because with the new scheme, the first project is always the hardest. You know, you've got to break the ice. You've got to get a track record. Uh, once you've got one done and then you go to somebody else, you can say, we've done one there, it's success, you can pick up the phone, you can talk to the, the people who have got it, etc, etc. So, um, good on Pete for that. Sorry he's not here to get the accolades. <coughs> now, Pegasus, riding for the disabled Canberra. Pegasus borrowed $8,000 uh, in May 2016 to install 6 kilowatts and they repaid over half their loan. Are people familiar with Pegasus? Group, charity, whatever you like to call it, that are very popular. And when you go out trying to raise money for, to put uh, solar panels or to help Pegasus, the money pours in. People love it. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a picture of one of the things they do. They're walking around giving little kitties rides on the horses and that's uh, a plug for uh, uh, Solar Hub because they gave us a good discount. <laughs> so Bill, Sorry, question. Bill, do you, um, when you've got a, an applicant, do you then uh, advertise that you want donations for that particular project? Yes, you do. There's a sort of a general, there are people who contribute regularly and they don't care which project it is. People love local projects too. So in Canberra, um, it is a local project, it's something that and the word went out, and the money flowed in. I uh, actually bet Ben that we could fund it in 10 days, wasn't it? Yep. It took, I put $100 on this bet. <laughs> and the project, yep. <laughs> and it took us 12 days to fund it. <laughs> so Ben made me put another $100 in. So there we are. This is, this is uh, Pegasus. That's Drake Brockton Drive there, and this is Holt. And uh, they have a huge shed. Um, it's it's uh, east-west. They do have one that has a north face here, but they said, oh, we're going to pull that down soon. So we didn't put it there. But um, we'll put it half east, half west there. Now, interestingly enough, since we've done that, uh, actually OGL come along and they've given them an almost replica <laughs> outfit and that sits up here so you've got these two funny little things here another two little if you look at google now you'll see it's sort of replicated up there and uh, of course they the second one they got from actuagl cost them nothing so uh, we carefully worked out how much power they're going to use and <laughs> match the, match the uh, array to suit that but of course if somebody gives you something for nothing that's better than an interest-free loan <laughs> now where to from here the fund will naturally continue to expand. 
it just gets bigger and bigger, and it means that you can fund more projects quicker, you know, in quicker succession, or, and this seems to be what's happening, uh, you can handle bigger projects, bigger lumps of, bigger loans go up, and that seems what's happening. So there seems to be a, a, a drift <coughs> from smaller projects uh, to bigger projects, but it's still, it's still a mix of big and small. Now, um, the second thing, and this is a fairly new development, that Carina model is being adapted for local governments uh, under the name the Clever Climate Economics. Now the process of developing this is fairly well advanced and there's a lot of information on the subject at the website. You go to the website, look under projects and then Clever Climate Economics for Local Governments. It came about because somebody from a local council contacted Margaret Hender and said, we are very interested in your model and how we can adapt it for our council. And so uh, all over Australia, there's lots of councils sort of dabbling in this and they have various mutations of this. How many councils do you think? Oh, dozens I'd say. But some of them have never heard of Green and they're doing, they're doing it independently. This here, by the way, is a sli the start of a slideshow all about it. So if you go to the Carina website uh, to, and look for Clever Climate Economics, you'll find a very long and detailed slideshow about including the URLs from some of the councils who are working with Carina. I mean, some of them are just seeing what we've got and take a couple of ideas and go and do their own thing, and some of them uh, are working closely, some of them doing their own thing entirely. So it's very hard to, to match one for one. So Bill, are you aware of um, anyone developing a similar model for low-income households? Um, no, but you see, councils can do that. One of the things that councils can do that we can't, we can't do it for individuals. <coughs> so that rules out poor individuals. But councils can. Question? Yes. You know the biggest project so far? Not offhand. But some of the bigger projects also have energy efficiency in them as well. Okay. They're not massive. There's what, 20, 30 kilowatts? Big, the big yeah, one will be a big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kilowatts. Nothing. Yeah, they're not no. huge, are they? No, no not huge. Yeah. But they're sneaking up. Yeah. Now, how you can help? You can donate money. That's the first thing via the website. Uh, you can donate one-off or regular. That's quite okay. Uh, now, this is the next bit is quite interesting. You can donate to the project fund or to an admin fund. All the money that goes to the project fund is used on projects, not admin. But there is an admin fund, and we appreciate very much to get some money into that as well because admin does cost money. It's all done by volunteers, and I think a lot of people are you know, putting huge amounts of time and their own money in too. So that putting money into the admin fund uh, is also very welcome. You can become a Carina member and you do that via the website. You can identify organisations for loans. If you've got a group in mind, you can contact Carina Adelaide, or if it's local, you can contact Ben or myself. Bill, what does it mean to be a member? Uh, ah, if you become a member, it costs you, I think it's, it's Ten dollars for a pensioner and twenty or thirty for something like that for a normal person, not the pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, pen, that 
uh, membership money goes into the admin fund. So it's sort of a different way of donating in a way. Yes. You buy one share in it, but you're not getting any dividends, but you've sort of made a one-off donation, is it? Or is it $10 a year? Or so? uh, it's a year. Okay, so each year you sort of don't... And you just, basically, that's about what happens to you when you become a member. You get on the mailing list and you hear all about um, But you can be a member and then donate as well, of course. Okay, well, thank you for your time. Uh, that's, the, um, that's the website. Any questions? Or any more questions? The one question I have, I can leave it for later, which is that I believe you had difficulties finding uh, candidates, applicants in ACT, is that right? Oh, Ben and I uh, sort of had talks with at least half a dozen entities. And it was quite difficult, getting back to your question now, Ben, uh, it was quite difficult to find for several reasons. First of all, uh, interest rates were even lower, I think, at the time. <laughs> so being interest-free is, is less, of a, <coughs> less of a good thing. Um, in the ACT, electricity prices were the lowest or second lowest in Australia, which meant um, to get the numbers to line up in terms of a decently short payback period, it was harder to do that in the ACT than 600 metres down the road in New South Wales, where it was easy. But uh, Pegasus were a perfect client in that they only used the place in the daytime. So their consumption pattern matched the production pattern almost perfectly. It was brilliant. And of course they had that lovely big roof. And they were wonderful people to deal with. I mean, <clears throat> one of the problems you have is you, if you just bowl up cold somewhere and give them your spiel, they just assume you're sort of some con man. I mean, I'll look at it. But in the case of uh, Pegasus, well, it illustrates the fact that you have to get people inside, onside. Now, in the case of Pegasus, Ben had some friends who actually had volunteered there, and my neighbour had a girl who was one of their clients, and so we were sort of penetrating them, and the day that I went and knocked on the door to talk to, uh, what's her name, Jane? And I said, look, uh, I gave a short spiel and said, look, I'd like to make a time to come back and talk to you about this. And she said, how about now? <laughs> so I sat down and, and then about two, Ben came in the next time and about with some figures and about two meetings later, she said, I can't see any reason why I wouldn't be in this. But, you know, she'd got past the bit about, you know, realised we weren't kind of <laughs> So does the feed-in tariff go to... They keep the, they keep the Oh, yes, 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 yes. They just have somebody themselves, or in Pegasus's case, Ben and I went out and got the quotes, and they have their own approval procedures, and Karina have their own approval procedures, and both groups think this is good. Then they sign a contract, and in that contract is an agreed repayment schedule, which can be, you know, there's room for negotiations more than what you save, exactly what you save, or less than what you save. Did that answer the question?
Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Pegasus willing to be a testimonial for you. So if another community organisation views you as being a fairly dodgy player, that you can say, well, don't speak with me because I'm a trustworthy speaker of Pegasus. Well, I think Pegasus would, especially if somebody was in the ACT. Yeah. I mean, the, the boss lady's name is Jane... Thompson. I'm sure if you rang her up, she would, she would do it. But uh, as we get more projects, we get more groups that would be willing to testify to that fact. So you can go to the website and you can look at the whole list of projects and they all have a website so you could, it wouldn't be hard to work out how to contact them. <coughs> but I mean, uh, there isn't much scope for dodginess because uh, there's no money. <laughs> you know, we're not, uh, Carina doesn't make a single cent out of this. I mean, they don't skim off half a percent for admin or anything. It's just a, it's a different line item. Thank you very much. I think the rest of the questions we can pick up later. Uh.